All right, welcome to another edition of Really Healthy. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. We're glad that you joined us today. we got a great show for you. Melanie's actually going to show you her food journal. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. Well, but there's a cookie we're or two do in it. there that we're going to talk cookie. about. Yes, and some <laughs> other things about cooking meals. Also, um, should you work out when you're not feeling so uh, yeah, good? Yeah, if you have a cold, yeah. fever, what should you do? we got some good answers for that. And, of course, how's Scott doing? Well, I'm actually doing pretty darn good. And I'm really happy that you've uh, joined us today. We, we've got a lot to talk about. But first, let's jump right into Melanie's journal. Okay, uh, so you journal. issued this challenge to yes. me. Every week I'm always giving these challenges to you. So you gave one to me last week to write things down, which was really hard for me. It was really hard to just sit down and go, okay, what did I eat today? And um, I did what I said most people do. I forgot things. Like I'd think about it later and be like, oh, yeah, I did have a handful of this or that. But... Let's take a look. All right, so, uh, so for what our if listeners, you do forget? Okay. In, I, I mean, do you, do, you, do you just kind of quit? I mean, because I think that's the thing. People forget or it's inconsistent or should you just go, let's just start with inconsistent and work our way until we get to a happy place. Here's how I use that information. The fact that you f- leave things out is that you eat more than you think. We all, we all do. Right. We always eat more than you think. So just just know that right there. Okay, so my food journal, I'll read it for our listeners. So I had, I'm had i sharing a good day and a bad day, but I kept track <laughs> of what I ate for a whole week, okay. and I definitely learned some things about myself. But here's my good day, right? I start in the morning. I have some coffee to get going. I go do my workout. Afterward, I have a smoothie with spinach, kale, man- mango, and ginger. I can make that at home, but I also will run to Jamba Juice in a pinch, and I will get their spinach green smoothie, and it's great. Um, And then I have lentil soup at my office, the lentils that we all love and eat. Um, Those are always at work, so that was my my late lunch. And then uh, we went out for dinner, but I really wanted, like, veggies and fresh food, so we had pho and ceviche, which was really delicious, and I... It only ate about 10 chips. I focused on the proteins and the veggies. I added all the bean sprouts and all the peppers to my pho. Anyway, so that's fine. So that was it. But one thing I do consistently that I learned after this week is that I typically just eat twice a day. And that's, I feel busy, but I feel like it lets me focus on a really good dinner. It's less stress. It's less money on food, less focus. And it basically, I'm kind of an intermittent faster. So were you consciously aware of this or did actually journaling bring it to your attention um i kind of knew but it was very clear after looking at a week i'm like yeah i eat twice a day i'm an intermittent faster this is my my this is what i do yeah and and you talk about where you like to cook meals and have a nice a nice right uh, sit down dinner and and that's something that i found that i really enjoyed and i had no idea that i actually like to do this and i found it's um in a way, it gives me a sense of control over food. Yeah. And I'm not in just a rush to just eat, 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 and then go. Because where I find myself getting in trouble is I'll go to the fridge, I'll go do something, I'll come back to the fridge, or even at work. And yeah. just and and it's almost this grazing, snacking uh, thing where it's where if you have this planned sit-down moment and actually preparing it has actually helped me. In, in, in right. this. And yeah. So, so I, we're going like to go through idea. my okay. bad day, but right. with the other thing I took away from it is that I cook a lot. 
So most of that, that beef pho was the only thing I ate away from home. We cook dinner. I, it's a production for me. I get excited about what I'm going to cook. I spend time. I add lots of veggies. We sit down and eat at the table. That's one thing I do really well and very consistently. So what we make is at home and fresh. Anyways, here's my bad day. <laughs> Saturday morning, I wake up. My kids had brought home crumble cookies. Do you know about crumble cookies? Okay, I know a little bit about them, but I feel bad that I don't know everything okay. about so Hot, they're amazing, delicious, right? yes. humongous, amazing cookies delivered to your door, warm. It is a huge trend here in Utah, and everybody's asking me, what do you think? Uh, how often can I fit this into my diet? Well, anyway, my kids had brought it home Friday night, so I woke up Saturday, made my coffee, and I saw the crumble cookies. I cut it in fourths, and I ate a fourth of a cookie for breakfast with my coffee. Yes, I did. But, and just so you know, those cookies have about 800 calories. So when you're like, oh, you you bad girl, you ate a fourth of a cookie, that's 200 calories. Right. Like half a cookie is for that. You just ate a meal yeah. with half a cookie. So anyway, um, 11 a.m., I ate lomo satado, which my husband and I had made the, the night before. But this is a Peruvian dish with a really nice lean steak tomatoes, peppers, red onions, cilantro. We made a big batch of it and I ate it for like three days. I love it. I love it. It's so delicious. It has lots of veggies cooked in, but this is one of those things like if you cook at home and you make extra, you can benefit from it for days. They typically eat it with rice and french fries. We don't do that. We just eat it plain or we actually make a sandwich out of it. Anyway, 4 p.m., oops, another ha- another fourth of the crumble <laughs> cookie. <laughs> but I, but I, anyway, whatever. And then that night, because it was just a crazy day, I had a salad and for some reason I ate half a tortilla, which is so weird, but whatever. But what I want to share is this whole crumble cookie thing, because my kids are like, how often can I do this, right? right? How often can you have a treat? Can treats fit in your diet? And so when my kids brought that home, my first thought was, I can't have that. I'm the mom. I'm too old. My metabolism's too slow. I can't have that. But I really think we need to flip it to say, I can have this much. Like, put it in a healthy perspective. Instead of telling yourself you can't have it, because that makes you really want it more, you say, oh, I can have that. I can have a fourth at a time, or a fourth today and a fourth tonight or tomorrow, and I can break it up. And so that's kind of what I was telling my kids. Like, I'm fine if you do this, but you have to know that if you eat the whole thing, you just ate dinner. Um, or tell yourself you can cut it into fourths, which is basically four cookies, and break it up over a few days. See, where, where I was with, with treats and sweet things is, well, everyone else had it, whether it was the birthday cake or yeah. whatever. You know, someone brought a treat like this home, and you, you mentioned, well, I can't have it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't have it, but it's not because I'm the mom. Yeah. It's because something's wrong with me. And so that's the way I viewed not having something. Yeah. And it actually plays in, into your psyche where you go, gosh, I feel like what's an abnormal right, person or what's wrong with me. And so you, you start to say, well, you want to, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm going to have not only one, I'm going to have all of them and I'm going to have them all, all right now. And that, that's my personality. So kind of having a happy medium or something or a bite or a, just a taste of it. Uh, is is a, a good solution, and and the reality is is where I am right now. When it comes home, I go, I don't, I don't even really want it. Yeah. And I don't want it because I choose not to want it. And it's a different mindset. It's not like you're not allowed to have it. I actually choose not to have it, and I actually I don't miss it. Yeah. Well, and what you're you're on a really specific program, and you think like you're building a new house, a new right. framework, right? And once you've got this new framework, and you kind of reset, you can work those treats in later. 
Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, is working out when you you have a cold, is that is that a good thing? Yeah, and are frozen meals okay? Ooh, good question. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. In that first segment, we talked a little bit about treats. And, yes. and of course, we live in Utah, and a lot of people are not consumers of alcohol in Utah, but they are major consumers of all kinds of sweets, and we whether like it's frozen sweets. yogurt or, or ice cream. And, and I know I, I've certainly been that type of person before. And so the sweet challenge is something that's really difficult sometimes to handle. But it gets easier with time. I, I promise when you start eating less sugar and you cut out the treats or slowly decrease the portion sizes, it gets easier. No, I, I agree with that because yeah. that's what's happened. I, I really, I don't, I, doing what I'm doing with the keto, I really, I have not missed it. I don't miss it. Good. Okay, so we had this article. Uh, it was in Women's Health Magazine, and it, it's kind of asked the question, what if uh, I have a cold or I feel under the weather is it okay to work out? Yeah, and there's one simple rule, and it's any symptoms above the neck, uh, it's okay to do a workout. Anything below, chest, cold, congestion, all that stuff, probably should take a day off and let your body fight the infection. So my son, who has strep throat, he, he kind of, he went and worked out, and he just was it, it just really wiped him out and, and so they're like you know kind of stay away part of it too is you get other people sick but i i i actually experienced this very thing this morning uh-huh. and, and and i'm glad we brought this up because i i went and worked out and i was like oh i'm not feeling it today and i just felt kind of it was hard to get going i was a little bit i just was kind of I just breathing hard and I'm like, I wonder if I'm coming down with something because I was a little bit paranoid about yeah. my son and my experience with this, where it's that day where you don't really want to work out. You're just not feeling it. I know it's a little bit different than talking about a cold and, right. and what have you, but, but there's just sometimes your body's not feeling right or, and so it's, it's when do I push it? When do I back off kind of thing? And my experience has been for whatever reason, I always feel so much better when I push through those really hard days and those days where you go, oh, it's just, it's. I did not know you were going to say that. And I'm so happy you did. Really? Yeah. No, I could. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about it this morning because, and, and I actually remembered what my experience was like, that it's always in those moments. And, and it's, I want to say it's almost been a hundred percent where I just didn't want to be there. I just didn't want to work out. And I actually went, I'm like, oh, I really got something out of this. And I really feel a lot better. And sometimes it actually makes you feel even so much better the next day. It's like when you have that yeah. that rough day, the next day is like, oh, it's it's really, it's almost like it's your body's kind of preparing itself to propel itself right. forward. Well, the other thing they mentioned in the article is that if you, I mean, if you have a fever, I would not work out too. So it, yeah. if, if there's a fever, but... Um, is in general, you should work at a lighter intensity and maybe take it a little bit shorter. If you're not feeling good, it's not a good day to push yourself. Your body's already fighting another infection or doing is busy. Your body's basically busy, so kind of give it a break. But it's really interesting that you said that because I really wasn't sure 
um, if you were going to say, I just left and I felt so much better that I went home and went back to bed or if I was going to work out. But I would say that I've had those moments, too, where I'm just working out and I'm hating it. It's not feeling good. And I, do, I don't want to have negative associations or feelings with exercise. So I've had days where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do some yoga or I'm going to lay down on this floor mat and I'm just going to breathe. And I'm going to stretch and I'm just going to, you know, give my body some space. And I've felt better when I've done that because I just didn't want to have like this negative experience with exercise if I wasn't feeling it. So it could go either way. Yeah. And it even mentions this in this article that there's, you know, backing off or doing things maybe not as the same intensity or, uh, you know, like on a spin bike, you just, you know, just kind of a nicey or whatever it is yeah. or, or like what you said, just getting on the yoga mat. So, so I really like that. All right. We have a, uh, viewer question here and it says also, is there any frozen foods you consider healthy? Frozen meals. This is Sorry. Where, frozen Which meals. I just want to point out yes. because I, I feel like when you say frozen meals, you're talking about Swanson or yes. all, Hung, all hungry of the, man dinners. Yeah, yes. hungry man dinners. Yes. So I, I always joke that I'm a liberal dietitian because I think most people probably don't like frozen meals because they're processed. But I actually stock lean cuisine in my freezer at all times. There are some some that I prefer, but I keep them for my kids because I would much rather my kids come home and eat a lean cuisine that there are some that have like broccoli and sugar snap peas mixed in or carrots. I'd much rather them eat that than stop at the drive-thru on their way home and eat a 1,500-calorie meal. Or go into the pantry and just like devour yeah, or all the, like the, the chips or like eat carbohydrates and that, crackers right, yeah. and all that stuff. So I think frozen meals are a great backup plan or something that if you don't have time for a healthy meal or snack, it's something that's really easy to throw in the microwave. But I stick to Lean Cuisine or Healthy Choice or Smart Ones, the Weight Watchers, because typically those are smaller portions, lower sodium. So are there things on the label that you can look for to kind of determine what's, is, is it just, you know, I know there's, we've talked about preservatives and all of these things that they put into certain yes. foods. Uh, but pretty pictures. Is, Look for pretty pictures. Pretty and I, pictures? I mean, like, it's, some of them have, like, you can see there are vegetables mixed okay. in. So you want to see, like, the color of the veggies. You don't want to see, like, mashed potatoes in a roll and then this dirty brown steak. I mean, you know what I mean? Look for veggies. But um, I typically try to look for under five, six, 700 milligrams of sodium, which is a lot. But processed but food that, has a okay. lot of sodium. Yeah. Um, and I like them to be around 300 calories or so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we have a challenge this week. Yeah. I know. And it's a good thing. No one's bringing home crumble cookies this week. If they <laughs> do, they're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> um, but skip the treats this week. And here, here's the thing, though. I'm going to rock this challenge. You're going to so rock you know, it, I'm, right? I'm all over this one. Tell yourself you're going a week without it. And just because you can do it and just to know, to experience that it does get easier. The first couple of days are kind of hard if you're addicted to sugar, but it does get easier and you need to experience that. And um, you can eat treats in the future, but we all just need fewer treats. So prove to yourself you can actually do it. Yes. And we're going to see that that happens. Awesome. Okay. When we come back, we're going to yeah. talk about my journey uh, and what's happening I this week. I can't wait to hear. Yes. And I think it's going to be a very interesting. Um, I know. I learn a lot from yes, you every week yes. about what you're experiencing and how it feels for you. So. Yeah. And so we appreciate you uh, joining us. And also, you know, I, I really look forward each week of actually sharing what's going on. So when we come back, we're going to take a look at my life. And I know we're excited about because I am. All right, you're listening to Really Healthy. We'll be back in a bit.
Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. It's our final segment of the day. It's the check-in with Scott segment. and uh, We should recap what me. you've been doing. Okay. Uh, so I have been, well, we've been on this experiment to kind of find out and get through maybe some of the myths or the the stereotypes of certain diets. We, we started with intermittent fasting and the perception of that, I think, was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to starve myself. You know, I can't, I can't eat. It was actually wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And then we started keto about six weeks ago. So a, a, a high protein, low carbohydrate. Um, high fat. High fat. But the Mediterranean keto, so the fats come predominantly from uh, plant-based flats like seeds and avocados. And uh, so, um, <clears throat> which has been wonderful. You've and, been doing and, really good. Yes, and I think the perception of keto is like not sustainable, and it's like you get carb deprived, and you're like having these nightmares about wanting to eat an entire pizza or a whole loaf of bread, and and you feel, and, and that's not been the case. And I, I think one of the things that's really helped me with it is is mixing up and and finding different types of acceptable carbs and carb levels. And I've been super conscious about the carb intake. So, mm-hmm. uh, finding things like raspberries and blackberries and strawberries and blueberries and just kind of a, a little bit of a balance. And in yeah. some regards for me, that kind of, it takes away some of the sweet, yeah, the craving for sweet. And it's not a, it's not a really sweet fruit like a, a mango or, or maybe even an orange, you mm-hmm. know, but it's kind of enough. Um, Berries are awesome. Yeah, and so I've really kind of finding that out, and and then certain other other vegetables. I've really fallen in love with cauliflower rice, and mm-hmm. and and it's a frozen. It's not a meal, but I get it in the frozen variety, and so it, that's worked really well. And so I've I found that I'm I'm not because a lot of it's kind of in your brain, and and the psychological aspect of you know not feeling different, not feeling deprived. And you actually feel somewhat like almost uh, you feel like you're winning against this or you you have control over it where it, it's not it's not consuming you. And you and you because that's one of the biggest challenges for me is feeling like I'm left out or or you get these like major, major cravings. And like none of that has actually gone on. In fact, you you mentioned earlier about your eating plan mm-hmm. and mine is very similar. Mm-hmm. It, it it really I'm really kind of at two meals a day, and that one is right around that eleven o'clock. And then, because I work at night, I'm, I do a radio show at night. That I'm I'm actually having that dinner uh, later in the evening. But the thing that really jumped out at me this week, so so it's been going great. Right. Really enjoyed keto, and they've encouraged me to go probably another probably another six weeks. Okay. About three months. Yeah, and I think that's good. Yeah, I think that once you're in a zone with it and you're doing really well, that you should stick with it. This is this is one I kind of thought we would stick with a little bit longer, but you're doing really well, and I you should just keep going. So the challenge with it is, and I mentioned this earlier, not on our show, but it's I'm a professional weight loser. Right. I'm like world champion. You're good at this. I am great at it, so I can lose a lot of weight quick. And I haven't, it hasn't happened this way. And it's been a real slow and, and, and consistent and, and, and pretty steady. I had, I had around Christmas time where 
And it was that transition time between intermittent fasting and keto where I and gained some yeah, and, and I gained just, some weight back and I was like, ooh, this is and so yeah. but I but it, I've just had a really consistent um, weight loss and it hasn't been like super crazy by by any stretch. Uh, like in the past and so it's it's been a little hard to reconcile my like okay you know am i am i doing the right thing am i really because it's slower it's slower the thing about slower that's really great too is that your habits are changing and they're becoming permanently embedded into your life whereas when you like when you lose weight really fast you do like this 10 day 30 day thing your habits come right back but where if you might take a year to really get down, um, you're creating these habits that pretty soon you'll look back and go, wow, I haven't had a, I haven't wanted sugar at four o'clock in the afternoon in like six months and I don't even care anymore. Yeah. And, and what, where, where I'm getting from this, and I totally agree is, is I look for, I just look for healthy things to eat Mm -hmm. all all the time. And in the past it was like, I'll just eat whatever. And not only what I eat, but like the quantities of how much I'm actually eating and those two things. So there's this this reprogramming of just my the choices I make and, and also in my brain. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing that really jumped out at me this week was I was surprised at how much harder this was going to be than I thought. And, and a lot of it is because I've, I, I know how to lose weight quickly. Yeah, because you're like, I've done this before. Right. I can do it. And so there's been a lot of emotional, um, I don't know, baggage or things that I have be- I've become aware of and kind of working through that. It's, a, it's kind of a little bit hard to, you know, admit or, or, or work through. But, but I feel like I'm getting places with that. But this week, one of the big things that, that came out for me was I'm just tired of having a belly. That's I'm just very tired of being, specific. Yeah. Just tired of being fat. I'm tired of having a dad bod because mm-hmm. when I'm like healthy, I look good, you know. And I don't like the way I look. And I just was determined to like, no matter what, like I am not. I'm not going back. I am not um, going to eat poorly. I'm, I'm going to be healthy, and I'm not going to have a belly. And I just, I just in my soul and my just my mind and everything just said, I'm done with it. You know how last week or maybe two weeks ago we talked about goal setting and smart goals and you know a lot of times people when they set goals they want to focus on positive and the looking forward and I think that what you've latched onto like I don't want to have a belly I'm done that is my motivation right there whatever is the most compelling thing if it's something you're sick of and you don't want it in your life anymore that can be your goal that's your fuel right to get to get through it so I mean you latch onto that and let that get keep you on track. Um, good point. Thank you. Um, okay. People want to know, like, since I've started keto, I'm somewhere, I've lost over 20 pounds. That's awesome. So somewhere over probably 24 ish pounds. You kind of seem like you're shrinking every week. Yeah. I kind of am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the one place that I'm not, or I am, but it's just a little harder is in that darn belly. It's like, it just, and it just eats me alive. But we're, we're going to make that happen. You're getting there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining Really Healthy. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Healthy, uh, at the Really Healthy Podcast. And also you can go to our website, uh, reallyhealthyshow.com. Thank you so much, Alpine Plastic Surgery, for 
sponsoring us. And for Melanie Douglas, I'm Scott Mitchell, and we hope you have a really healthy day. program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never dis... This program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.